Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 11. After a little bit of a break, we are back on top form and we are stuffing our face with brioche. In today's Potty Podcast, we are looking at microaggressions. Have you ever had anyone pat you on the head or maybe tell you that, oh bless you, or you're inspirational because you have a disability? How about you, Dan? Well, right now, I'm inspired by the amount of brioche you've managed to eat this morning. In episode 11, of course, we are calling this episode Brioche Me. But as well as microaggressions, we're also talking about a new term I came across on Twitter. Have you heard of interabled relationships? What? What? Interabled relationships. And my general opinion and Sam's general opinion on this wondrous new term. All coming up after this little interlude. Listen to the music and we'll see you soon. everybody guess what it's time for episode 11 of life downloaded yay oh my goodness i am i don't know what i've eaten this morning or drank but i am in a very chipper mood indeed (laughs) so am i i think it's because you know, we've had a couple of weeks off we have. from each other. Not that, you know... We that, hate each that other. Re- no, we don't, we don't. Not that that was the reason, but we've both been busy. And I've been sick, like really super sick. You have sick. been a bit poorly. I've had the lurgy, lurgy, lurgy. Honestly, I've been in bed. I mean, anyone who's experienced this horrible, nasty, viral, whatever it was... My, I salute you because I was in bed and I am a tough cookie. Like, you know, like, I, like, nothing much phases me. But I was even, like, tempted to, like, get my mum to come down to London. Oh, <laughs> see. <laughs> Mum, come save me. Mummy, please. <laughs> um, so I'm back on track. Do you know when you're, when you're sick for a while, it's a little bit like toothache. As soon as you become feeling better... You've got a whole, like, lease of appreciation yeah, for life. Lease. Yeah, it's like, especially when you've had colds and stuff, you you become really aware of how you're not aware of how yeah. easy breathing is. No, honestly. And you're like, I can breathe. I was really, honestly, I was really upset because I was, I was falling behind on work. Mm. Um, you know, I had, like, my Metro column to be, to be submitted. I was getting so frustrated because it was so in my head and I was feeling really dizzy. So even if I wanted to, like, when you've got to concentrate, it just wasn't going to happen. So the, the first day that I was actually feeling better, I got shitloads of work done. Yeah. So I was like, yay, I can work again. This is really sad, isn't it? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm feeling better. So we do apologise that we have not um, been around for the past few weeks. Um, I know you almost be crying yeah. in your uh, in your hankies right we now. We need our life downloaded fix. Um, but it is for legitimate reasons. We have both been super super busy. Dan has been crazy busy being a superstar. Um, well, you know. <laughs> and I have I've I've also been busy. Lots of amazing work been working with uh, Channel 4 on a new documentary that'll be coming yeah. out in February. Um, yeah, I know. Um, not can't to say too much. Doing a lot more work on radio, which I'm really loving. Good on Matthew Wright. Um, learning from some of the masters. Um, but yeah, so I've been super busy. And then that just last week, I, it was 
it was like game over. Yeah. Have you have you been quite? Have you had? A, have you touched wood? I'm touching the table. Um, or she touched my head. Yeah. No, really. Touch wood, wood table. Um, it's all wood. Yeah. Have you avoided the lurgy? No, I I had a cold and kind of got over it really quickly. So I'm hoping that that's boosted my immune system to yeah. fight off everything else. I mean, it is totally my fault. Well, it's not my fault. I can't help getting a viral. But I I started off with an ear infection. Right. And then <clears throat> and then I got. It got like a cold sore, which I never ever Ooh, get. But yeah. that must just like mean my body was really run down. run down. And yeah. then I went out for dinner. Someone was going to buy me dinner. Another friend, Dan, um, got too many Dan's in my life. I know. He buys you dinner, I've got it up my game. Exactly. I thought, you know, free food, so I can't say no. So I went out. I literally, hand on heart, I was going to leave by nine o'clock because we met quite early. And I was like, no, I need to, you know. Get, get some work done in the weekend and I you know I, I've got a busy week ahead and then I mean famous last words tequila came out oh and oh. one tequila two tequila four five ten tequilas later Is it, how does it go one tequila two tequila three tequila, tequila floor, floor. Uh, yeah. didn't fall on the floor don't well, that, worry about me good. didn't good, break good. any bones good. but I did strap myself into my wheelchair <laughs> um, that's what Drink, the seatbelt's the there for the drinking strap is on exactly exactly <laughs> right I'm ready to go give me another one Um but it was, I've not been out in such a long time. I know you probably think that's a lie, but I genuinely had it, so I wanted to let my hair down. Sod's law, as they say, um, my immune system must have been really rock bottom, and then I just, like, caned it with copious amounts of alcohol, and I woke up, and I was like... Because that's a sensible thing to yeah, do, Yeah, no, so. <laughs> I woke up, really bad belly, but I thought, is this hangover? But then everything, you know, it clearly wasn't. When, when Monday came, I was like, no, I am dead dead sick but on a serious note four years that same time four years ago i was actually in a coma because i got septis from having pneumonia oh. so um boys and girls out there um wrap up warm yeah and um, keep that hand gel you know the uh, sanitizer mm. get the flu jab if you can yeah. um because particularly when you have an impairment i do definitely think we are more susceptible is that the right word susceptible that's yeah. the one that's um the one to to picking up bits and bobs um, yeah i mean and also you know outside of all the other things you know especially when you're a chair user your hands are basically touching the floor oh my god i was exactly about to say the same thing this sounds really minging but it's true you know it's the fact of everybody goes everybody always looks at me and goes oh you wear gloves to push your wheelchair i'm like yes, yes. Yes, I do. Yes. And there are plenty of guys that don't and girls that don't, and that's entire, yeah, yeah, yeah. entirely your choice. But if I wear gloves, it means I don't have to necessarily carry around a yeah. whole bunch of hand sanitizer. No, exactly. I mean, I don't because I can't... I, I've got hyperflexed uh, joints. Ooh. So, I oh, know, it's really not good. Um, <laughs> but, but having gloves apart, unless they're like really tiny ones that are, that are fingerless. Yeah, yeah. Like really thin, you know, like basically like a second skin yeah, yeah unless it's like that i i lose the grip in my chair oh, right, yeah. so i can't so but i did go through a phase of be be over washing mm. my hands and actually making myself quite like my oh. hands quite sore oh, because exactly yeah exactly that you know um because you do you just pick up that's why i don't spit on the floor i yeah. hate people spit on yeah. the floor pavement like all the all the dirt on the floor we essentially pick up on our hands and people don't necessarily think about that yeah. if you're not a chair user. Yeah. So, you know. On the, on the 
opposite side, we probably have from it also got a, a good a good resistance in some respects as well to certain yes do you know what i mean I think, it's, it's I like when my... you expose kids early to exactly. mud and crap exactly i think my immune system's pretty solid touch wood, touch again. wood. <laughs> i know we need Cross. to stop talking about illness because yeah. we're all gonna get like super sick we now do. but i think my immune system is fairly strong but the thing is is like because we have to generally work harder yeah to to do day-to-day stuff we can have the strongest immune system in the world, but because we're knackered... <laughs> oh, sleep, honestly. Yeah. Sleep Sleep is makes a massive difference. A massive thing. I need to get sleep. Honestly, this is why I'm not in a relationship, because <laughs> I, I don't even like to spoon or anything. I can spoon with my cat, that's different, because she's cosy. Um, <laughs> oh. But I just don't, I don't like any breathing on me or like anything. So I need my, I need my sleep. I need my eight hours of sleep. And yeah. I, I believe that's my godsend. And I believe that's why my bone density has mm. is, 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 stayed pretty stable. Yeah, yeah. Because of sleep. Um, I'm going to die alone, aren't I? See, I, I am sleep deprived right now. I'm not you gonna... don't look it. Oh, thank you, darling. Either... That's either a compliment because I look good or a compliment because I just generally I always I look knackered. I never pay attention to what you look like, to be honest. Oh, thanks, um, <laughs> You're just there in the background. Um, but Dan, bless him, he has bought me some chocolates, which was very, very sweet. I have. Um, just, uh, in, just in case we don't get to do... Like, no, don't say that. We will, we will, we will, we will get a Christmas podcast in. Yes. I want to sing aim. to you. Oh, yeah. See? Santa baby. There you oh, go. Little teaser for you. Right. Should we talk about like proper stuff now? Yes, let's talk about proper stuff because people might. Oh, you tweeted something the other day that what that made me chuckle. Yes. And also made me angry. Yes. And also made me go, oh, for God's sake. Yes. All at the same time. Indeed. Um, can you explain, Dan Edge? Okay, so I was on Twitter, and quite a few of you that listen to this podcast may have been involved in this conversation because um, I said to people, let me know what you think. So you may well be listening to this podcast, having been involved in this Twitter conversation. Welcome. Um, so, yeah, essentially, I was on Twitter the other day Yesterday, in fact. Today is Friday. It is officially Black Friday. Shopping, shopping discounts galore. I've already like bought so much. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's Black Friday today, if you want to date. The 29th of November, as we are recording this podcast. So, yesterday, the 28th of November, I was on Twitter. And I saw a tweet from an American lady asking to find more people... In interable relationships. I'm sorry, I've actually got my mouth full of brioche, but <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Inter what, what? Interable relationships. Now, I pretty much reacted like you without the brioche. I really need to swallow that. That was a big piece of brioche in my mouth. <laughs> um, I reacted with like you, but without the brioche, kind of going, sorry, what? Interable. 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 It's hyphenated. I'm in. I'm in interable relationship. And so, this is apparently a new term that has been developed for those people that are in a relationship where one partner has an impairment and the other is non-disabled. Now, my brain. 
I, I think I dis- described it in one of the tweets that came in that ongoing conversation on my Twitter feed. I said, I kind of looked at it and my face looked like I had eaten a whole bag of Haribo Tang Fastics all at once. Oh, Haribo. Yeah. <laughs> Can you bring some of them next time? All right, I'll bring Haribo next time. Um, so I've lost <laughs> so, the train of thought I'm so now. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd look like I'd eaten a whole bag of like the fizzy Tang Fastic ones all at the same time. Yeah, the good ones. You know, when your face kind of goes... Yeah, because you've eaten them all at the same time. But what I mean, what was the what was the general consensus from people on Twitter? Did they did they like think that that was a a good a good um some like I don't even know, I don't know what would you say like a good yeah good summarization descriptive term. Descriptive term? Um, um, generally, I have to say that Twitter seems to be earlier. Excuse oh, me. I get that again. <coughs> he's not. He's not got brioche in his mouth. No, I haven't. there's no excuse for that. None. I really need to stop eating the brioche. <laughs> um, some people might find that you know people get turned on by listening to people like eat or whatever. Yeah, watching people eat. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you if you do get turned on, then <laughs> I've got a treat for you next. What next next <laughs> next? When I get the the Christmas cake out. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I think generally on Twitter the consensus is much like my general opinion, thankfully. Um, at least on my Twitter feed, other people may disagree. But the the general consensus that I was reading is, hell no, fuck no, why do we need another term to describe something that is essentially just a relationship? Um... Then, you know, there were people that were more willing, sort of going, I'd never use it, but if people want to describe themselves as being in an interable relationship, that's entirely their shout, which is also fair. But generally, for me, it's a hard pass, a hard no. What is the point? Well, you're just in a relationship. I don't know why you have to specify. Like, I mean, I mean, do I walk around? Well, I don't because I roll around. <laughs> You know, what if I'm with my, you know, partner and gun? Well, this partner's got a small penis, so I'm going <laughs> to call him my small penis partner. Hey. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I don't know. But my old, my old partner was the big penis partner. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't... Why do you have to break it down to stupid terminology? Yeah. And I get what you're saying if some people feel that, that that's how they want to identify themselves. But when... When you are dealing with a disability uh, community, you know, I do think we need to kind of have some solidarity on how we want to be represented. So, you know, I did some fil- filming the other day and I kept saying non-disabled instead of able-bodied because I just don't like the term able-bodied. Indeed. I'm not saying necessarily non-disabled is the perfect term, but it's more preferable. Yeah. And, and as I work in media, I am obviously in a position to teach non-disabled people mm. how to appropriately because they they literally use still use things like oh. wheelchair bound oh yeah wheelchair or, bound. you know what i mean wheelchair like you know see i can never take wheelchair bound seriously well no yeah, but you know what i mean but what i'm saying is uh, this is still happening yeah. when i, got, oh, when I got my script through no fault no fault of the you know the the, the production team because they if they've never had to you know kind of be disability led then how would they actually know but well, i had to correct them on a few bits but then when we did like a of a focal group so i interviewed a lot of people with disabilities um most of them were using able-bodied yeah. and i was like 
and then I spoke to them afterwards, and they're like, yeah, we kind of don't, but we don't particularly like it, but we're still... And I'm like, but I've just been doing for the whole show and told off the production team, mm. not told off, corrected, the production team saying that's not favourable. So what I'm saying is we do we do certainly need to get to a point where we show some solidarity and yeah. say, look... I mean, there's obviously words that we definitely just don't use, and that's oh, a yeah. given. Um, but I think we're in this transitional period right now would you say where we're 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 finding our feet in the world a little bit Mm. and um but yeah this is where it this is where it kind of gets a little bit blurred like you know blurred yeah blurred light and i think it then if we if we don't come to an agreement that then becomes okay for non-disabled people to use terms and terms that are coming on to our next topic of discussion terms that are sometimes um seen as microaggressions oh look at that you can tell you know you can tell you've been working in radio look i know at, look, look at that, that. smooth seamless smooth. link right there seamless um, link. Getting, getting less smooth as we keep going smooth smooth <laughs> um yes yeah, so microaggressions i just need to cough one second so just like sing a tune la, 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 <laughs> la, la, la. um <laughs> that, that, that just that wasn't professional no. at all. Um, yeah, so for my Metro column, the, my latest one, I looked at microaggressions. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know what a microaggression is, um, you, you kind of know what overt forms of aggression are. So basically, you know, a lift being out of uh, uh, of service and, you know, a restauranteur saying, oh, yeah, that's been broken for six months. Oh, talking to that... Sorry. Yeah, no, go, 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 go. Going off tangent. I'm assuming you, you saw the craziness at Manchester Victoria with the lovely Lawrence Clark and the fact that they've taken out both, all the, all of their lifts at Manchester Victoria Station. Okay. So now you have to kind of get dragged up on like a reverse tank. Are you actually joking no, no, me? The lovely Shirley Houston of Coronation Street yes. fame was on ITV News talking about it. Oh, I saw her interview, but I didn't get the backstory mm. of it. Sorry. So, essentially, all the lifts at Manchester Victoria <coughs> Station have been closed at the same time. What, 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 indefinitely? Well, they're upgrading the lifts, and they decided that it would be better to do them all at once. Of course they did. Yes. Um, so, there is lovely video of an amazing stand-up comedian who is currently touring the country. He hasn't paid me for this plug. Um, totally has. No, I'm lying, know, I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. The lovely Lawrence Clark. He's doing a tremendous tour, which I have seen, called Irresponsible Parenting. It's an amazing show, a stand-up show, where um, he talks about his life of being a parent mm. with CP. And his, his wife's also got CP, to my knowledge. So they talk about both being disabled parents. Mm. And, like, they get their kids to read out stuff that's been written on YouTube about them. And it, oh, amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. Um, so he's on tour at the moment. Catch it if you can. Irresponsible parenting. Um, free plug, Lawrence. You owe me a beer. Um, <laughs> even though I don't drink. Um, but, yeah. So, essentially, Lawrence was in Manchester having gone to a writer's workshop, I think. And there was no lifts whatsoever. And they decided that the most accessible way to do this was this crazy contraption where you get tipped backwards that's essentially on tank treads. And, like, the National Rail staff literally pull you up the stairs. It's one of the craziest things I have ever, ever seen. It's just absolutely nuts. So, yeah, avoid it if you can. (laughs) 
but it's it's crazy like this crazy tank thing I'll try and find the video again and see if we can shove it on the life downloaded social media because we need more content because I'm yeah gen- and I'm, I'm rubbish as well yeah. and I have just started up an Instagram page for my cat of so, course. Um, so you've so now got lo- like four Lola, Instagram accounts. Lola Spinks Love, if you want to follow my cat as well. Yeah, Lola but, Spinks Love. <laughs> but what you, you what you were talking about is like a obvious uh, act of discrimination, you know, uh, 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 over aggression. Um, but going back to a microaggression, it's like the little things. And I think for me, um, when I took Lola to the vet the other day to have her little operation, so she can't have mini Lolas, even though I would love that. Um, the the vet kind of passed me the piece of paper, you know, I need to sign for consent uh, for her operation. And he was like, you can write, can't you? You oh, know, wow. uh, or, you know, a lot of people do. Do you live on your own then? Do you? Oh, good for you. Oh, or, yeah. or do you live on your own? How do you do that then? Uh, have you had, have you had microaggressions? Uh, yeah, the probably numerous that I don't, I don't even think about like they they happen so regularly that unless I'm on a bad day I just kind of let them go over my head no I know and, and I think sorry brioche them um, <laughs> and I think this is the point isn't it we have had so many um, of these you know little biases towards us constantly and and it's it's like i suppose it's like having um paper cuts you know like they're only little Mm. but they can be completely internalized and um you know resonate with us and just chipping 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 away yeah constantly i wanted to read out a few examples actually because a lot of people got involved on twitter and and thank you for that yes because you did an amazing article in the metro i did i did this feels um, like the podcast of plugs always i know right always Um, remember to read sam's metro column yes please do do it so, Dr. Um, Amy Kavanagh, who is visually impaired... And absolutely amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. fucking amazing. Um, so... Hopefully she listens, if you do. I Hi. think she does. Hi, Amy. Um, she basically says that um, she gets... She's done a study... Oh, I think we spoke about it on Unwanted Touching. Yes, um, and I remember we, we, it well. We've, um, we've already yeah. done that in one of our uh, previous podcasts. But, you know, she her microaggressions are seen as, you know, forced help or, or... And I've had this before, like patronising tone a voice it's like very pitying language like no. oh, yeah. oh she was just like someone cooed at her i mean like you cooed a you cooed like an animal mm. or a baby you know or even just like um she says you know they keep rubbing my arm when they talk to me um oh, but wow. you, do you know you see this a lot when you are dealing with elderly people yeah. You know, like, I freaking hate it. You know, when you see, like, something on television, or if you've been to a nursing home, I used to be in a choir, so I used to go around at Christmas time to um, nursing homes and day centres and uh, sing at the poor ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> even if they didn't want <laughs> to no, listen I'm to singing me. I'm singing. I know, you I, I am singing. Or and not. you are giving me a mince pie. <laughs> all right, all right, Vera, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like, just the staff, like, talking really loudly i mean i know some people might have you know um hearing impairments but speaking loudly doesn't actually help in many in many situations but but that whole like petting you on like oh oh you're all right you know freaking hate it i even have to say to my mom because my mom is a nurse i mean 
um, my mum, God bless her, she didn't mean any harm, but I've noticed she even starts to talk to me really loudly. She's like, oh, well, because I'm, I'm, I'm working with a lot of elderly people now. I'm going, can you speak to the elderly like that, mum? Just rein it in, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, but if yeah, they are hard of hearing, then but, fair enough. Yeah, but I know, but I mean, like... No. Uh, yeah, if there are hard of hearing here, and I think, you know, raising your voice is fine, but not raising your voice and have a patronising undertone as yeah. you raise your voice. You know, we, we are not dumb... I'm going to age myself now, but we are not dumb jolly talking on a giant phone. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter said about... I'm sorry if you're under, <coughs> if you're under like, 25 and have no idea what I've just Hello? spoken about. Um, I'm on the phone! Um, pop culture reference. Um... But so a lot of people on social media said things like, you know, making kind of jokes about mobility aids. Yeah. So I get a lot of, oh, watch me feet. Or, oh, yeah. um, you got a license for that. I hope you're not speeding. Or you drink driving. Um, do you know what I mean? It's just like, ha ha, I've heard it all before. Go away. Yes. Um, what, what else? Oh, um, oh, 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 I can't even read. Fill, fill this. Oh, yes. Um, so a lot of people, particularly with like hidden disabilities, yeah. when people go, yeah, but you look so well though, oh, you yeah. know, um, it's like, well, that's fine, but mm. you're not. I mean, Mick Scarlett, um, oh, um, you better be listening to the podcast. Okay. I'll be having words. He's, he's busy sorting out the trains right He now. is, he is, God bless him. But you know, Mick says here, particularly when he uses his blue badge, um, because he... He transfers to a seat. Um, you know, people kind of shake their head, like because they can't see his wheelchair, which is in the the passenger yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so <laughs> it happens a lot, and a I lot got... of people said, you know, just kind of, oh, let it go over over your head. I mean, I I lost my shit the other day, so you know, I've spoken about my abnormal cells, and yes. um, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna be working with. Joe's Trust, which is a cervical cancer oh, wow. uh, charity, so we're going to be doing awesome. some filming next week, week after. Check you uh, out. Yeah, because I think it's really important to talk about sex and disability and also oh, sexual, sexual health and yep, all doubt. that goes with it. Um, without doubt. So, uh, yeah, so for... Because guess what, everybody, we've said it before, we'll say it again, disabled people do have sex. Yes, we do. And we're generally pretty yes, good at do. it. Yes, we do. And sometimes we get sexually transmitted diseases. Mm. Um, so anyway, so I I was already a little bit flustered because they they hadn't sent me a referral for six months and forgotten about me. I could have potentially had no. cervical How the screening, heck can you forget, uh, cervical forget cancer. You? So that, when I was at crazy. the when I was at, actually at the hospital, they had like a lower counter, but obviously you know you know no one sat at the lower counter. No. So the guy behind the counter didn't even stand up. Then I hand over my letter and he just kept talking to my PA, Louise. Uh-huh. And I just lost my shit because I was already stressed. Yeah. And I'm not one to be rude to people. No. But I was like, it's my appointment. Mm, I said, look at me when you're talking to me. Mm. And everyone in the whole waiting room just like went That's absolutely it. quiet. But this yeah. is what I hate about microaggressions because somehow the recipient ends up being if we if we address it ends up being the one that feels awkward or embarrassed or do you know what i mean if you call someone out because unfortunately people let their egos take over so if i would say actually that was quite offensive Mm. you know like why do you have to pat me on the head or why do you have to give me a high five i'm not a four-year-old child no or call, you know? me, or call me this happened to me the other day talking about it now that we've been talking about it i thought about it. i got out of the cab the other day 
and I use cabs a lot and the cab driver went to me I said can you move my chair because it'll be a bit closer so I can jump out because I always transfer out when I get into a cab and he was like yeah and he moved my chair and he went you're brave doing this what getting out of a cab <laughs> I'm brave for getting out of a cab brave. everybody well this is it also give me a medal celebrate me well that's the whole thing of being called inspirational for purely oh. getting out of a cab yeah you know the, the I word I, I have so many issues with the I word. I know. Well, these are all forms of microaggressions. And I think the reason why I wanted to write about it is because, you know, you you do... Like, going back to when I was so, so young, mm. you know, like, I, I, I was already being thrown these little microaggressions. Yeah. And I just think, God, how other people have, have subliminally changed who I am as a person yeah do you know what I mean like because when I was a kid I didn't really notice the obvious forms of discrimination because my mum would carry me everywhere you know what I mean I didn't have to worry about stairs because I was like five or six and my dad would just pick me up or do you know like just didn't you know my mum if there wasn't an accessible bathroom my mum would carry me to a standard you know store Mm. but it didn't really occur to me how disabling the world was no however little comments you know oh what a shame oh Oh. you know that kind of thing that that clearly affected me Mm. it would have affected you as well yeah yeah, you agree like like we were a bit oblivious i think i only became a little bit more um aware of um inaccessibility when i because my university and everything was pretty great, mm. um, was actually when I had my first job. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, really, really aware. Yeah. To a point where it made me actually quite sad and annoyed and angry. I, I definitely didn't become aware of how inaccessible the world was, <laughs> really, until I started acting properly. Oh, okay. You know? And until until basically until I started having more disabled people in my circle of friends yeah. and oh, circle I agree. of contacts, I agree. Um, because you do you do just kind of get on with it, and you do just kind of go yeah you know my parents would do the same for me. I'm also a part-time chair user, so I'd walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's a case of yeah you just kind of got on with it and didn't really clock, and then I became you know, more aware of disabled people because I made friends with more disabled people, became more politically aware. And it was that, you know, I think most people that have an impairment of any sort mm. will have that realisation. You'll, you'll be in a bubble for so long. And partly, I think, because of the way, you know, our society is built in the fact that when you're at school, although there are many, many parents fighting for this for tooth and nail because it's being cut back by the government and stuff and you know there's all that kind of stuff but when when you're at school you know hopefully as long as you're getting what you deserve all the support is there yeah no it is definitely as long as you're getting statemented you know i mean i know there's a lot of cases where that's not on the whole you know i do think mm. you are in this little education bubble aren't you yeah you know and then the minute you turn 18 you kind of drop off the face of the well, earth. You, you with... become cured, by the way. Yeah. It's a miracle has happened. You don't need any help. You know, charity, there's charity to... Not that I necessarily buy into the charity model, but, you know, charities will get things for kids. Charities will, mm. 
give support, you know, fly us to America, all, all that mm. kind of stuff. But the, kids are cute. Yeah, but then the minute you turn eighteen, as a as a person with an impairment, you you mm. have to magically fend for yourself, and all that support somewhat disappears. Fortunately, you know, <coughs> I've got a very supportive family, so it didn't hit me as hard, no. which is probably why it took a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I think every person with an impairment, every disabled person, has that realization after school. If not before, but generally, I think all of us yeah. have a realization. When I mean, we... I think that goes for like everyone, disabled or otherwise. Oh, like, indeed. You know, like it's like shock. Indeed, but I think for I think for disabled people, it's very much. Oh, the oh. the world is a bit shit. Sh- yeah, <laughs> the world is a bit shit, and you know, you have that realization if if you're a someone with a lifetime impairment like myself and Sam, where you kind of go. Oh, um, the world was fit nicely, and now it's not so much. Sam's just moving the chocolates out of the sun. Wise move. <laughs> My chocolates were in the sunshine. They were going to melt. Yeah, so she's moved them out of the way, guys. We've saved the chocolates. <laughs> I went away for a minute then. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, you know, as someone with a lifetime impairment, you do kind of have that realisation. And I'm sure for people that become impaired later in life, I think that realization comes a lot quicker. Of course. Because you know you you've not had your impairment, and then all of a sudden you go, oh. Well, exactly, and it goes for. I mean, I've got had new friends come in my life, and they've had you know uh, temporarily been in, incapacitated from whatever you know, mm-hmm. and they they then all of a sudden have this kind of empathy uh, towards uh, or, or some some empathy towards our daily uh, you know life, I suppose, but. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's 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 true. I mean, I'm if you haven't read the article, go and read it, and yes. you know, get involved on Twitter yep. if you've got any of your own examples. Indeed. I just wanted to bring it to light because I just think, you know, like so there was um, uh, if you're watching, I'm a celebrity. Um, you may have it, seen me on the telly, depending where your local area. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> no, you you genuinely may have because that. From I think it was like episode four, I talked about a Christmas commercial. That commercial is now Yay! on TV, and it was on just before I'm a celebrity. Amazing! In, Check in, out my dad in on the, the telly box in the areas that it's va- uh, relevant for, because it's for certain shopping centres <laughs> all over the UK. So you may have seen me, you may have not, but yes, I am. Uh, one, I am one of a select. Few I am people. very proud of you, but Thank that you wasn't know. my point. No. <laughs> Make your point. And um, so one of the I do I don't watch it, but it got draw. Uh, this got um, someone drew this to my attention. Um, I can't even speak anymore. Um, so James uh, Haskell, yeah. James Haskell, yes. That's the one. Don't know who he is. Rugby Sportsman, player. rugby a, player. There you go. Player. He got uh, accused of mocking someone with a club foot. Now I kind of like I don't know the whole context to it, but no. I did. I did. I wasn't even aware it happened. Uh, so. Yeah, so he made a comment and made fun out of someone saying, "Oh, you've got a club foot, you can't walk or whatever," and um, which I think honestly is atrocious. So I had a look on. I found the piece. It was actually on the Metro. I read the, the article and then I actually looked at the comments on Facebook, and the comments made me really quite angry as well because ninety-eight percent said were very dismissive. Mm. Of it going, oh, it's political correctness gone bad, um. blah blah blah. There was a few people who were within the disabled disability community who were like, oh, just 
take a laugh, which to a certain degree, okay, fine. Mm. But I do think, again, we need to, this, that was a microaggression, we need to actually be uniformed when we say, okay, so it wasn't maybe as grave as calling someone, you know, I don't know, a, a, a racial slur no. or a homophobic slur. No, and but, it's not up there in necessarily the levels of but, well, but disability yeah, but we, stuff. But, but, but equally, we have to actually be like, well, no, because I'm sure back in the day, you know, calling everyone gay, you know, I, I used to tell my kids off uh, when I was a teacher, because they go, you're gay, you're so gay. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm sure some gay people go, oh, just leave it, it's fine. But I feel like little things like this do escalate. Of course Would they you do. agree? And yeah. it do, it's just like, you, you need to have a zero tolerance. And I know I'm sounding extremely liberal when I say this, you know, but I do believe that you have to have a zero tolerance because what message... I mean, even this morning on Lorraine Kelly, which is a daytime breakfast thing, um, one of them joked, so someone was making a cake... I'm really bad with names. Someone was making a cake and someone from uh, uh, the Bake Off, which is a big show, yes. was helping them make a cake. And the cake was going really wrong. And one of the one of the presenters went, oh, there's blah, blah, blah with his carer. Uh-huh. And I was like... So basically, because the cake's going wrong and he's making a mess out of it, you're basically insinuating he's special needs mm. and he needs a carer. Indeed. And I thought no one will pick up on that. No. But that, for me, really was insulting. No. I've got a PA, I don't call her a carer, but no. I do have a PA who assists me. Doesn't mean because I'm special needs. Or no. stupid, or no. less intelligent, or and incapable. No, that's very true. And, you know, it's the case of. Don't get me wrong. I am happy to laugh at my own impairment when stuff goes, you know, awry. I am quite happy for other disabled people to make jokes about their impairment, you know. But it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that that can be a challenge because although most of us will go, throw it away, passing comment. It's those passing comments that continually feed into negative Those perceptions. Those microaggressions. Yeah. <laughs> Mi- exactly. That's it, microaggressions. You know, that's what feeds into general negative perceptions. Mm. You know, that, oh, he's here with his carer, and the ne- <coughs> the negative context that that was used in yeah. feeds into the general... Stereotype. Negative stereotypes around disabilities and impairments. Mm. Um, yeah, it really made me angry. I'm actually, I've got an opportunity next week. I'm, I'm talking um, at for International Day of Disabled Persons. I've just the third of December. Third of December, which is also the day that my uh, celebrity antics road trip episode comes out. Oh, see, um, episode of plugs. I know, there you go. <laughs> um, but um, they, they timed that well, didn't they? I know, but I'm going to talk. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm at an event, and I'm talking to a lot of broadcasters. Yes. Um, so I'm actually going to like bring up both of these points. I need to get the names right of the people I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, ben Shepherd. It was Ben Shepherd. And oh, I love was Ben it? Shepherd. That's unlike Ben Shepherd. It's unlike Ben Shepherd. Ben mm. Shepherd, if you're listening, naughty, naughty, naughty. Yes. Uh, he's a lovely lad. I've worked with him before. Um, but yeah, you know, I think people need to be aware of this. And if that was... I don't like making comparisons, but if that was any other slur towards any other minority group... There would be a lot there more made of it. There would be absolute carnage. Mm. 
and Ofcom would be getting involved. And do you know what I mean? Oh, talking of Ofcom <laughs> and completely, completely changing the subject. We're we're in the midst of political throws. Oh God, yeah, aren't we just? <laughs> and I, if anybody watched the climate debate on Channel Four last night, everybody will know that Boris Johnson didn't show up. Did you know? That the Conservatives have actually put in a complaint to Ofcom about Channel Four. Oh yeah, Four I heard that. It's it's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. But because um, he didn't, because he couldn't be bothered to turn up. Yeah. Um. Sorry, tangent, but it it just kind of hit my head. I think it's ridiculous. Yes. You're allowed to vote whatever way, whatever way you want, but Channel Four openly said live on the broadcast the invitation is there for Boris Johnson. This is a leaders' debate. He can turn up halfway through the broadcast if he wants to. That's absolutely fine. So how you can then put a complaint into the broadcaster is ridiculous. No, they uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun election. Oh, um, so I think just just because again I need a wee. Oh, um, this is always how it goes with me. <laughs> I drink week. so much tea. Um, and my, my, as you can tell, my chest is going a bit tickly again. Yes, yes. <coughs> I really don't want to keep coughing. So on that note, um, we shall say a cheery farewell. And you've not eaten your brioche, and please eat it because <laughs> I will eat it, and that will mean I'm, I'm on my fourth one. I will, I will eat the brioche. Thank God but for what that. we do need to do is we need to name episode eleven. Oh crap! It hook. What are we going to name it? Brioche me. Brioche me. <laughs> okay, episode eleven. Brioche me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, bye everyone. I hope you've enjoyed it. Sam's <laughs> going to the loo. I'm gonna eat a brioche, and we'll hopefully all going to plan see you for a very Christmassy episode. Christmas time, mistletoe and wine. Of episode twelve of Yay! Life Downloaded. Oh, the twelve days of Christmas. I know. Oh my right? God. It's got me very excited. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, we shall hopefully see you very soon, or be in your ears if we don't see you, for episode 12. This has been episode 11, Brioche Me. I am Dan Edge. I am Samantha Rank. And we will hear... You will hear from us, you (laughs) lovely people. We won't hear you. But you will hear from us very, very soon. Take care and look after yourselves. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.